Thanks for listening to the Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Saving starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Two-time UFC heavyweight champ Frank Mir is going to come in here. He's great, man. Get into a lot of stuff with Frank and have a lot of laughs with him. News is coming up as well. First, I'll tell you about LifeLock. After last year, we all deserve some summer fun. But be on the lookout for travel scams by cyber criminals who want to steal your identity. Independently verify travel deals with the company. Protect yourself. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our info at risk on the Internet. In an instant, cyber criminals could harm your finances and credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they will send you an alert. They're LifeLock, right, Dawson? No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com and use promo code ADAM for 25% off. It's hard to be cool stuff and loose. Adam's monthly nut. Adam's monthly nut. You heard Dick. A new nut has arrived. July's nut has for you. Two ACS koozies to keep that thin can of seltzer cold in the ball-melting summer heat. Brother Artisan's CBD oil to keep you chill in the ball-melting summer heat. The Hangover Secret. A hangover cure to make sure that after a night of heavy drinking, you don't die the next day in the ball-melting summer heat. And of course, a bottle of your choosing. Head to CorollaDrinks.com to sign up for one month or to keep the shipments coming. Prep your mails box for Adam's Monthly Nut. Frank Mir, UFC legend. Frank Mir, two-time heavyweight champion, has uh, joined us once again. Good to see you, Frank. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, I was looking in your bio. found this inspiring. You wrestled in high school, and you lost your first nine matches. Yeah, it was something like that. It was a depressing uh, couple weeks. <laughs> and then your senior year, the next year, you went 44-1. and one. Yeah. 
Uh, quick learning curve. <laughs> is that, was that what that was? Well, just like anything else, when you first do something new, you're kind of out of your comfort zone and people get, you know, you make mistakes. And at least, uh, you know, that was a lesson I learned that, you know, just keep happening away at things. And, and eventually, you know, if you're constantly in there trying, you're going to find the ways to succeed. When the UFC, how long had the UFC been around before you entered the UFC? Because people, I was watching the UFC f- fight with my son and he's 15 last week and he was telling his friends like oh the old UFC was crazy no weight divisions guys showing up in board shorts another guy showing up in geese guys with ponytails another guy grabbed the ponytails just mash his head against his knee like it was such a crazy circus yeah well the the UFC first itself the promotion was what 93 I think was the first show but uh, I actually came on board when the Fertitas had purchased it Uh, Lorenzo being on the the Athletic State Commission uh, for boxing was able to use those connections to be able to help actually you know sanct- uh, get it sanctioned and get it back as far as a, a sport that could be on a pay-per-view because for a while there I think from like what 97 or 96 it it was basically Indian reservations and you know only VHS you could, it was like you know uh, basically extreme backyard type fighting right. it was almost like the uh, the genre we were in and then once uh, uh, they got a hold of it in 2001 or 2000 and then uh, switched back to what we know today it's evolved so much i know your daughter's fighting now you have an 18 year old daughter i do she just turned 18 uh <laughs> she's always been my kids obviously trained martial arts and i've always been a big pusher as far as you know it's a good way of life i don't necessarily think just because you like boxing doesn't mean that you have to be a professional boxer i think being in the gym and training and, and different versions of martial arts is it's good for you sure but uh my daughter took it one step further than i wanted her to and she decided <laughs> that uh, you know she was gonna be a professional fighter and and uh the writing was on the wall i was either going to be a part of it or watch from the sidelines <laughs> if it was a movie you guys end up in the ring together you know what i mean like fight yeah. against each other this is a movie version <laughs> is she uh she's two and oh yeah she uh she fought two fights already uh and was very dominant uh, the one girl actually she had choked her out which was unconscious for about a good two or three minutes and it was funny because actually my you know someone had walked up and i forgot i think it was her she's like dad is she gonna be okay i'm like uh, and, and in my mind i'm like i don't know i've never seen anybody asleep that long from a choke <laughs> Yeah, Proud of you, honey. Yeah. You choke, uh, good little girl. You choke people out. Most of the time, they tap. Sometimes they don't. They they just go limp. Some of it, I think. Well, you tell me. Some of it's like a constitution. Like there's some guys that are like I don't tap. So if yeah. I just go under, I go under. Yeah, and as far as chokes are concerned, there's never really any damage. You know, so. Eh, I, I'm okay with that. You fight to the last second. You go out on your shield, you know, and, and but there's no lasting effects. Now, if someone has your shoulder in a lock and you're going to tear your rotator cuff, you got to hey, tap. Man, you know, tap and like, otherwise you might have your career ended, you know, or, or you know, it, at least it's going to be put on hold for a while while you're right. trying to heal. But usually they either tap or they go out. But when they go out, they go out momentarily. Right, just kind of the ref come, yeah. gets you off. They see you go limp. Sometimes they do this weird morbid thing where they'll like lift the person's hand yeah. and let it just flutter back down to the canvas and they'll go, oh, that person's out. But they don't stay out that long. No, so no. you're within you're, seconds they come back. Once the circulation starts, it was this weird situation. And, and the fight uh, was on Icon. If you watch an UFC fight past Bella's second fight, and you, you'll see, I mean, we're in the celebrating in the ring and then we're trying to organize things and they're still working on her in the corner. Almost like I, I see that with strikes. You know, people get knocked out with a punch. Uh, it could be a few minutes before they get up. Uh, a choke that was a, it was my first experience in 20 years of mma fighting that i ever saw that uh 
I guess I know how you're going to answer this, but maybe not. I know how I would answer it. Because if I would say, are you were you more nervous for one of your fights or more nervous for one of her fights? You know, more you would think I'm more nervous for her fight. And I am because there's, you're less. And the reason being is that you're less uh, in control. Mm-hmm. At least if I'm nervous, I can focus my nerves on what I'm going to do positively. All right. They throw a jab. I'm going to slip this way. Okay. They do this. This is their main technique. And this is what they fall back on. I'm going to do it. You can play this X's and O's game with yourself to keep you distracted. And you, f- you feel a sense of actually accomplishing something. You're doing something. Whereas uh, when it's your kid out there fighting, you know, uh, there's only so much I can do, you know, <laughs> only so much preparation and advice. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's her in there by herself. So that part is uh, that's nerve wracking. I feel the same way about my daughter with sex. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. I can't be in the van. I don't know where the van is. I'll teach you know? everything I know. That's right. It's up to you now. I want you to slip, though, man. <laughs> Weave, slip, Bob. Get on your bike. <laughs> um, so uh, famously, I always talk to Frank about this because he, you know, speaking of tapping out and submissions and stuff, Frank's an expert at that. And uh, the Brock Lesnar fight is just the best. Um, and I think I got it. You got him in a foot bar or like an ankle bar or something. Yeah. Uh, and I should set the table. I mean, Brock Lesnar is such a beast, monster. such a monstrous. He's a professional wrestler. Beast. But big by professional yeah. wrestlers stand, and and when he went to the MMA, he was a scary dude. I mean, he's such a large human being. He's Brock Lesnar. You know, at the height of his powers, is, is just probably one of the most intimidating figures in in sports. If you see pictures of the guy, and uh, Frank had to get <laughs> a lot in, of man, Gina, oh boy, with him doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. He looks like a like a villainous action figure. Yeah, so it feels like something that was CGI. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, big strong guy. <laughs> big strong guy. But but uh, but yeah, and he was probably no one could beat him. <laughs> yeah, and that fight was I. It was seemed like it was going his way at the be, at the beginning, but I don't know. You walk us through it. Yeah, no, he got the takedown in the fight, and you know, national champion wrestler. I think he only lost like five matches in college. You know, and uh, so he's you know. <laughs> had a great base, which is funny because when I first you know signed up to fight him, a lot of people only knew him as a the pro wrestler. That's where he made his name and, and mark on the world. So people go, "Oh, the pro wrestler." I'm like, guys, I know he pro wrestles, but the guy is an actual legitimate wrestler. You know what I mean, like he wrestled in college, national champ, you know, all American multiple times. I'm all he knows how to wrestle too, which is the main part of our sport as far as positioning. So sure enough, he took me down and was able to you know throw in a lot of shots, but I was able to survive and he. Made made his mistake uh, and and just you know put his guard down for a second or just not even put his guard down just uh, he didn't he wasn't aware of all the different techniques we were capable of and 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 I do a lot of things that typically big guys don't do I can fight from the bottom position and so uh you know he left his limb there and I took it <laughs> Took his was it an ankle bar? Or uh, something? No, uh, it was actually a leg lock. So I was putting pressure basically on the, his knee, so it, it would break his uh, uh, you know tears your ACL and stuff. Yeah, where we're watching uh, him, he's got you down on the ground, and you just <laughs> yeah, and you see that me driving forward. He tap. He, he, he desperately he you, tapping. He gave you a good tap, and yeah. and and it was almost like you just couldn't be bothered to notice. He was like, "No, well, stop." <laughs> actually, here's how the rules work. I don't stop when my opponent taps because that's not the end of the fight. 
the end of the fight is when my opponent taps. The referee acknowledges that he's tapping, and he tells me to stop. Got yeah. it. Because it's happened before in fights. If if you feel a guy tapping, and then you stop because you're being a good guy, or right. you know, you, you you think that's the end of the race, and he can overtake you. Or- well, yeah, and he goes, "I didn't tap." Oh. You know, or the referee didn't see it. The fight keeps going on. You know, mm. that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's why you can't text if you're ref. No, you well, and if you see eyes, me. But- if you watch there in the fight, and I've done that before, like one time I choked a guy unconscious. Well, I held the choke until the referee, like I came over and I even said something to her. I was like, hey, I, I think he's out. And he did what you call the, the morbid little hand test. Mm-hmm. He picked his arm up and he didn't hold it up because it's sometimes hard when the guys' heads are in certain positions to see, are you awake or not? You could just be trying to focus on not going to sleep and controlling. So seeing if someone's eyes are open is not a great indication because people go to sleep with their eyes open all the time. Um, so that's why you kind of get some kind of confirmation. If you feel the referee grabbing your limb, you have to kind of give some kind of light. Hey, I'm, I'm here. Don't stop the right. fight. If you just grab your arm and let it go limp and you don't fight back, well, that's on you. you know? And obviously, you're unconscious. And so uh, I hold submissions so I don't apply more pressure. So if you watch there, as I put the, 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 the leg lock on him, I applied pressure to try to break his leg. And as soon as he tapped, I stopped. I didn't apply any more pressure because at that moment, I know he's relinquishing. I just didn't let go. So it's kind of like, oh, I got you, but I'm not letting go until the referee comes. And I was actually kind of surprised. It took me a second. I'm like, okay, where's the ref? I feel him mm-hmm. tapping. Like That's why you see me looking around. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? Why are we not stopping the fight? The greatest power move is beating a guy up or submitting a guy and then summoning the ref. Like, I think there was. I want to put, put that on my list. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got a list of things I want to do. I think it was probably, maybe it was Larry Holmes fighting. I don't think it was when he beat up Ali. When Ali was kind of past his prime. But there was a Larry Holmes and maybe a Marvis Frazier or something. Joe Frazier's son fought for a little while or something at some point larry holmes just had him in the corner and was just peppering him with jabs and just teeing off on him and at a certain point larry holmes like said to the ref why don't you come in here please intervene he's like i'm gonna use my left hand to jab and i'm gonna use my right hand to wave you in to put an end to this he probably didn't say charade Mm -hmm. but maybe said charade i think larry pronounces it differently but yeah, that's a power move when you're yeah. getting the ref He's had enough. to stop it. I would do that very early in the first round to see if it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing about tapping that's interesting in our sport. Like, you know, it, it, anybody, not anybody, but you get caught with a knockout and you could have been winning. You, you know, you didn't really, uh, you didn't cry uncle. You got caught with a shot and, you know, and put out, right? But, uh, there is that always that element of tapping to another human being that you're basically saying, hey, you know, uncle, please stop, yeah. you know, but would you please stop applying pressure on my joint? And, uh, I think there's a little bit more of an ownership over another fighter of, you know, I didn't just burn you and catch you with a shot. Like I made you actually tell me you want no more. The, uh, he it was Larry Holmes and Marvis Frazier. Did Look I get you. that right? Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. In between jabs. Come here, come here, come here. Also, you know, Larry, you don't have to completely destroy the guy. And by the way, I there there was enough. He ate enough big shots with his right hand to... I bet the ref did a don't tell me my business. Oh, I bet he let him take an extra four shots because he's like, hey, man, I'll do the ref and you do the punching. You don't tell me what to do. He's doing the punching and the ref right now. 
That's a power move yeah, there. That's yeah, pretty dominant. <laughs> pretty dominant. Yeah, Holmes is one of the best heavyweight boxers I thought I of all time. Completely though. agree. Just, you know, uh, maybe he does get his due by people saying he doesn't get his due over and over again. <laughs> maybe that's, that is your yeah, due. Yeah, I just don't but, think he had the epic battles that sometimes, that, you know, like, look, Muhammad Ali had Joe Frazier and then well, uh, he had Marvis. George Foreman, you know. Uh, you know uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't. It So much of it is about timing uh, and obviously you need an opponent and yeah. um if you're gonna have hall of famers mm-hmm. like joe frazier and and uh george foreman and all, all those epic guys and then he comes in in the 80s and he's got a bunch of dudes you've never heard of pre-tyson yeah kind of pre-tyson yeah. and he's fighting guys like ronaldo snipes and stuff it's just names you mm-hmm. just never not part of the zeitgeist or Marvis Frey, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't know. Uh, Joe Frazier had a son. Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of sad. Actually, the two fr- fights I know of, of Joe Frazier's kid is that one. And the other one with Tyson, uh, completely put him up with the uppercuts. was like almost holding him up. <laughs> do, do you remember that fight? Yeah. I mean, obviously still, it's before my time still, but or actually, no, I think I was a little kid when it happened, but anyways, ESPN classics, you can see it and mm-hmm. caught him with uppercuts and you can see that, you know, Frazier wanted to go down physically. His body was trying to find <laughs> gravity was coaxing him down. And, uh, and Mike Tyson's uppercuts were trying to deny <laughs> the that. The only thing that's keeping you on your feet is getting an uppercut. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna, that's, that's a rough day in the office. Horrible. Chris, I'll tell you what I need you to do. I need you to take the, uh, Marvis Frazier with Larry Holmes and then the Marvis Frazier with Mike Tyson and, and put it into one loop of him being dismantled because when I talk to my son about podcasting yeah. and he's going to go, I don't need to go to college, old man. I could do a podcast. I go, you know, Joe Frazier, one of the greatest mm-hmm. fighters of all time, but he, he had, had a son. son. He had a son. <laughs> the and he wanted to go in his old man's like business. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how he fared. Let me <laughs> go ahead and dim the lights. Let me <laughs> pop this up. He wasn't without ability. He went pro. <laughs> you see, it doesn't way. always work out. Yeah, that's that's fine. I like where you're going with that. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Cautionary tale. Yeah. That's right. Okay, we I'm just see kidding, this. Chris. You don't have strength together, but I still want to <laughs> see poor Marvis Oh, that uppercut. Oh, boy. Uh, Please let me die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. So you don't shouldn't always enter the family business. That's right. Careful what you wish for. Uh, there can be advantages, and like, sometimes maybe you're just not cut Frank's out. Frank's daughter's dominating. <laughs> well, it's a, that's true. But there is a. Uh, I mean, there is a boxing is so corrupt. You know, promoters. Oh, we got Frazier. Oh, we'll just put the name on the marquee. Like this is going to sell some tickets. Let's put them in there. Yeah, too soon with boxing guys, has a much guys. larger disparity of talent fighting each other. You have guys that have you know twenty fights, and you know, and eighteen of them are people that don't even have a winning record. You know, it's like amazing sometimes <laughs> the difference in, uh, in opponents until they get to the top level. Where that's one thing with you know MMA, UFC, and the different shows. You know, you're, you're fighting guys. <laughs> that's why very rarely in our sport you see a guy with a perfect record because there's so many tight battles. I mean, just to get to the title contingency, the guy. I probably fought four or five guys are all top five, you know? Yeah, I always say that, you know, legends of the sport, you know, you go Tito Ortiz. It's like that is uh, 17 and 12 or yeah. something. Right. You know, it's like yeah. th- that would not work in boxing well, right. at it's like all. A, like a testament to uh, both teams with a low scoring game. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's also what makes it such an exciting, such an exciting sport, which is in boxing, Oftentimes, more often than not, 
you kind of know who's going to win right. going going in. Like you, you know think who about the side is. Yeah, you kind of when when Tyson was in his prime, you knew he was going to win. The question is, which round was he going to get the knockout, or how was it going to be the uppercut or the overhand? Like, it, but you knew. You knew with Larry Holmes when he no one could beat him. He, he knew, you know, when he got in with Marvis Frazier, you know Larry Holmes is going to win the fight. What rounds are going to knock him out in? I, I can't tell you how many UFC fights were just like, who's going to win this fight? I have no idea. And neither do the experts. You talk to every MMA expert, and they pick the wrong guy half the time. Uh, very hard to be consistent. Uh, yeah, another thing, too, like even like, you know, Less noticeable as far as even names. You can go to local boxing matches, or you know, like if you have shows in Vegas where it's not necessarily a you know a Showtime or HBO type televised. You know, it's, it's a good fight. There'd be some notable fighters on there, but you can sit there in the audience and watch. You see one guy walk in and go, "Wow, all right, that guy's a professional fighter," and then you see his opponent come in. You're like. Holy hell, like they sanctioned this? Like, oh, wow, like that guy's gonna die. <laughs> like, what? And that you just don't see as much in MMA. I, uh, I got a thing, you know, I was, I root for the guys with the least tattoos first. <laughs> then, uh, once in a while, I'll go with the guy that, uh, the true like rebels now in our world, uh, no tattoos. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but then after that, I go with the guy with the worst physique. Because mm-hmm. I love it when a, a guy, a guy with a dad bod, just opens a can of whoop ass on some rip dude. I feel like that's a win for all the dads for you, out there. Yeah, right. yeah it's a personal, <laughs> it's a personal yeah, win. Yeah. It definitely brings a smile to my face. The uh, you want to talk about uh, stem cell therapy, by the way, because I know you got to. Oh, you're yeah. here to plug some. Something. Well, no, I just uh, different things as far as career wise that have helped me out immensely, and that's actually bioaccelerator. I don't know how much interest you have in doing stem cells, but. You know, a lot of times I tell people that, you know, the, you know, things get too much hype. You're like, all right, there has to be a catch. This has to, maybe you're overselling it. And, and really with the, the, the stem cells, I went down, uh, in December of 2020, uh, or was it 2019 or year before last? Sorry, uh, 2020. And, the amazing results turned my career around big time. That's why I ended up doing a professional boxing match here just recently in April and competed against a world champion. Um, my body was pretty beaten up towards the end of my, uh, uh, MMA career or towards it and it just made it painful to want to go compete and train do anything it's discouraging you know and it takes you 15 minutes to get out of bed in the morning you know and you start questioning yourself oh is my age you know the, you know you know, father time you know comes for everybody is it true now is it my time to hang it up and then the stem cell completely changed I mean I'm honest with people they're like okay well is it too good to be true uh, too good to be true I'm like well here's the catch here's the part that makes it go okay it's extremely phenomenal as far as how it helps your body but it's not the cheapest thing in the world so i tell people like oh there is a catch you're gonna have to be you know this isn't cheap you know like you know you you are gonna get what you pay for what's the process as far as well when you go in there on my side i mean they do these uh, embryonic stem cells so it's like women that have have given birth you know everything's fine they can donate the cord blood right and so through the donations they are able to pull through and the guys that understand the science more but basically pull these stem cells or blank cells that you can put in the body and they clean them they make sure everything you know is safe and then 
you go in there and, I, and you do two different versions of it. Basically, you have what's called like a, a, a systemic, where I get an IV. So you, I, you sit down there, and, and bioaccelerator. Everybody pretty much always does the IV also on top of specific sh- joints. So I have torn labrums in my shoulder, and, and my knees are all you know. I've had multiple uh, knee surgeries, so obviously I was like, hey, when I go in, I, can you focus on my shoulders and my knees and, and, and two other injury areas? I'm like, okay, this I broke my hand. I'm like, okay, this old break, and it constantly you know. Uh, rears its head up and gives me a hard time. So you sit there with a new IV and then the uh, stem cells that go intravenously, wherever your body gives off an inflammation response or, you know, there's an injury, your body's pissed off. It gives off a signal which causes swelling, uh, the inflammation response, but also it helps your body send repair cells there to help fix what's going on. Well, now the way I was explained to me, I'm like, well, I have 40 year old cells in my body that are trying to fix this injury. Now they put in, you know, basically, you know, weeks old cells that multiply much faster, more efficiently and stronger. And so now your, your healing process just goes through the roof and just accelerates all the things and, and makes uh, possible what isn't possible anymore. It's like, hey, look, you're in your 40s or you're in your 50s. You're, you know, things just aren't going to go as well as it was when you were 18. But you can actually turn back that clock by borrowing, you know, basically, you know, brand new cells to put in your body. We're in the future. Mm. How, there. how does it work? You know, you see all these, um, you hear people talk about all sorts of uh, memory and, and, you know, I, my dad's going to turn 90. I was you know, sitting sitting with him the other day and it's like everything he just goes i i can't think of the word like i can't think right. I, I can't think of the name of this guy i can't think of the word you know it's in there you know it it you notice it as you get older you go oh, what was that uh play pop warner football yeah. with that guy what was that dude's name like that it, it kicks in i i, mean, I hear about stem cell as it pertains to the, the muscles and the the joints physical. but the physical part but I don't know. I feel like you got blood going through your brain. Well, How here's the point. Is there- you have a blood brain barrier. So if I, you know, you put a lot of, you know, uh, if you put a medicine in your, 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 your artery, you know, it doesn't necessarily get to your brain. Your brain is very protected. Your body, you know, it, you know, keeps bacteria and different things from entering there so that you have this barrier that doesn't allow a lot of things to transfer over. So you could take certain medicines, but it's never going to get to your brain. And actually just doing the, the stem cells intravenously, your brain is one area that it has a hard time getting to. So what they do there is they'll actually gave you basically a spinal tap. You sit there, they pull out spinal fluid so they don't put too much in you. And you're, and this is a surgical procedure. So you're basically in a room with a guy who's, you know, uh, you know, a neurologist and they, uh, Pull this, they mix your spinal fluid with the stem cells, whatever it is. And so that way, if they take out 20 cc's, I don't know the exact numbers throwing it out there. Right. They're only injecting back 20 cc's of liquid, but now the liquid is mixed with stem cell. And so now they can pump it directly into your, your cord. And so that way it goes right to the brain and benefits. Some people, uh, my friend did the, uh, that version of it. And uh, I was at the Jim McMahon did that version of it. They call it like their concussion protocol type. Oh. So guys that have had, like myself, who've had multiple, you know, Head injuries, uh, you have inflammation going on inside the head, and this can go through and help repair wow. those things. Well, I was going to say I'd do it, but that was such an awesome question I asked. <laughs> Maybe it's unnecessary. Yeah, you seem like you're, <laughs> you're decent still. I wouldn't say you're over the edge just yet with the, the sharp. <laughs> no, but it's it is interesting that why just the joints? Why right. not the noggin? 100%. And I never would have thought about this this barrier, but going with the with the spinal tap and then yeah guys that have been concussed a yeah, lot yeah and but i'm also 
you know, thinking uh, selfishly, like, you know, comedians, they get a little older, they mm, kind of get a little fuzzy up there. I mean, I wonder if that's, uh, I wonder if that could be something well, that could be the last time I, spa. The mm-hmm. last time I was there, I only did my joints and I did the intravenously one. Uh, they were basically the week I, they tried to fit me in. I wasn't able to get into the surgical room to do the, uh, the surgical procedure part as far as the, uh, the, the concussion protocol, I think is what the, they had named it there. Uh, so this next time I'm going down in November, I'm bringing my daughter because she has uh, injuries too already at this point, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, so we're gonna go there, and that's actually one of the procedures I'll be able to. So I'll actually, next time I come in, I could be more of a, a testimony if it wow. works or not. Well, you'll be able to have a before and after. How I'm yeah. speaking now, yeah. And then let's see how. Charlotte I imagine is. when you come out, you're like indubitably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, to uh, to to at least uh, you know that always makes you feel a little bit better for the amount of cut concussions I've had. Is for the most part I'll. I'll look at other guys when they speak, you know, and I'm never going to say names, but you know, there's certain fighters that have been fighting for a while and you hear them talk and you're like, Ooh, that doesn't sound good. That's rough. And I'm always, I'm self-conscious about my own. So I'm always like, you know, like I, I'll tell my wife, I'm like, Hey, I think this is one of those things that when it's happening to you, you don't know. Right. You know I mean? Like right. everybody else is going to be like, Hey man, Frank, you know, like what's going on with him? Like, I know, man, it's sad what happened. Right. So I'm like, please don't let me be that guy that doesn't know. You know what I mean? like, yeah. If I need a sippy cup, just please let me know. <laughs> That's a, that's a good partner. We've talked about that. The alligator uh, skin boots guy. That right. the partner the needs to make sure. Needs yeah. to say something. Yeah. Boxing is checkers and MMA is chest. Yes, that is Tino. And uh, maybe you should get Or maybe Thomas the Hitman Hearns could probably use a little. What's uh, with the alligator boots? Bio. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> wait. <laughs> check and see if he's wearing alligator boots. <laughs> No, I have no, this. No, it's like if you're not wearing alligator boots, your wife makes you go back in and put them on. The, here, go with uh, me. Here, all right, go no, with me. Not no, it's actually funny. Yeah. I'm wearing crocodile boots. So, oh, yeah. right. oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you're going to get your ass kicked. Oh, no. You're 100% right, Jeannie. <laughs> be fair to me, I say ostrich. No, ostrich, ostrich. And I say purple. <laughs> no, that, Those the, are pretty badass. The theme, that is funny. What are the chances? Yeah, I always say check the footwear before you do the analogy. Oh, stupid me. Now, I, I say this all the time, but I, it's, it's a broader discussion, which is like. You, you ever said guys and alligator boots are homos? And what are the chances I walked in? Saltwater stop. 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 Like, So, what's up with the uh, animal boots? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full stop, end of sentence. Especially the way the room's set up. The door's behind me, right? Oh, my God. I'd have to eat my way through that acoustic. Tile. You said that it was maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago. You could beat the ass of any guy who wore alligator right. boots. No, no, I, I said most. Play guys, the tape. Any guy. We got, yeah, we got video, right? <laughs> no, I, I always say, I'm, but I'm so here's the analogy. All right. Uh, people make a lot of dumb decisions. Now I'm not talking about footwear. I'm just talking about bad decisions. No, I've had, it, I've had it a lot. I've had it a lot where it's like. I'll leave myself out of the equation, but I've seen so many people go like storm into Jimmy Kimmel's office and tell him to fuck off and Mm. and, like, I'm quitting this job or whatever. And life doesn't go well for them after that. (laughs) And my thing is, I always say, where are the wives? Where are the people in this person's life? Who is telling who somebody should tap them on the show and go, do not do this. We have kids. This is a bad idea. You're not that funny. This is probably not going to work. I need this money. Uh, you know, <laughs> what, whatever it is, a, a lot of, well, a realistic no, I 100% wife. agree with you. And I, I do, I, first question I ask when everyone does the batshit move or does, right. torpedoes their own right. career, does that thing, talk to the hand or fuck off. I'm always like, 
I don't really blame them. They're hotheads. They're idiots. But I do kind of wonder. Their circle. Is there somebody around yeah. them that could talk them off that ledge and have? Now the, the reality is, is they have yes people. They have people right. like encouraging yeah. them to do that shit. And then the analogy, the very poor analogy with the boots. <laughs> I said, the guy who wears the purple ostrich boots and leaves the house, mm-hmm. it's not his fault. He thinks yeah. he looks good in right. those boots. It's his wife's fault for letting him leave the house. And those are not your boots. Your, your boots are black and hell. shiny and uh, <laughs> masculine. Stomp worthy. So, you know, what's funny is actually almost every time a, a high level athlete gets in trouble, I always say that. I'm like, oh, they don't have a wife like mine. Because here's the thing. I don't think a lot of our athletes or a lot of guys that are able to be fighters and push themselves extreme, they're not bad people. They just have – what enables a guy like myself to walk into a cage against a Brock Lesnar is that my risk assessment is probably not the same as other people's risk assessment. Mm-hmm. Other people go, hey, man, you got about a 1% chance of pulling this off. You know, the, the pitcher on a mound at a major game and, and it's all on the line and he has to throw this – last final pitch everybody else is choking and freaking out and this guy is going to pull it off because our risk assessment is not probably as sharp as somebody goes hey man you know that this is probably not going to work out for you the chances aren't in your favor and people fold because that's good math right to be a high level athlete or be a professional fighter you got to be bad at math you have to sit there and go okay i'm going to do the numbers and the numbers say it's probably going to not be in my favor but i don't care Mm. i can pull this off i'll win i'll find a way so that same personality that benefits us in a cage or on a football field or on a pitching mound or whatever, all of a sudden now you've had a couple of drinks and it's like, well, you shouldn't be driving. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be driving, but I can drive. So I always tell people, you know, people like that, you know, our, our inhibition control is not that great, you know. Yeah. So having a good wife, like my wife, is, you know, the, the, sometimes I tell people the, between the difference between myself and like a John Jones. It's not that I've always made the best decisions in my life. Like, he's not always made the best decisions. But I have a wife that is up my, you know, it's constantly watching. Hey, you know, what? what? No, that's a horrible idea. What were you thinking? You right. know, like, and so constantly is that anchor that I think a lot of professional athletes, a lot of high level, I mean, hell, business traders, you know, Wall Street guys, they need somebody that, that, that you know, that pulls the chain a little bit. Like, hey, hey, chill out, dude. You got to relax. Obviously, the footwear is a blind spot for her, but I get what you mean. <laughs> Yes, because this is where these guys go. I got a business prop for you, fighter. You've heard of frozen yogurt? This is frozen gravy. We, we, we franchise. Tell me you know, why. I was like, I'm cutting it. I'm getting my checkbook <laughs> out. You made a bad decision, but the wife wouldn't let you. 100%. Wouldn't let you do that. Well, speaking of John Jones, I was just talking to my son about John Jones and getting in with Francis and Ganyu. I mean, you're you're uniquely qualified to discuss this francis such a crazy specimen oh yeah and a question i was thinking and i didn't know if i could answer it he the ufc heavyweight is 260 the cutoff i mean does yeah, he have 65 he's he have to cut he has to cut weight to get to the heavyweight he's a little bit i'm sure i think he, he, he's extremely lean oh uh, my and god I think he weighs right there about 260 262 so so far usually you can tell when a guy has to cut weight is if he's comes in right at you know 265 you know right so that means like okay well you probably didn't weigh 265 you had to make sure you made the cutoff of 260 right you know the guy did a cut because he stops at the cut right. he weighs yeah, in at 262 he didn't do a cut yeah you're not going to cut an extra three pounds just to Right. So John Jones has the frame. I mean, he's a super oh, yeah. tall guy. Both his brothers in the NFL. He's got good stock. He's got good stock. But 
discussed this with Sonny, mm-hmm. brothers in the NFL. His frame can carry more. He yep. fought at 205. Um, he has put on muscle. Yeah, he's looking is this, good right now. Is this fight going to happen? Is, uh, is this, are they making this fight? I hope so. I think that right now, the only thing that might be, honestly, that, and, and this isn't anything that I know, just my uh, paying attention, is you know Francis has been vocal about, hey, you know, how come you know uh, the, you know the Paul brothers are making multiple millions of dollars you know for a, a show we're getting as much viewership on one of our UFC fights but I'm getting paid I think it was 7 or 800,000. dollars mm-hmm. I'm not even making a million dollars and I'm the UFC heavyweight champ of the world. He didn't make a million for his last fight. Not, I don't think. At least from the, the tweet or post that I was you know I think he said he made like 700 or 800,000 dollars his pay to which is still I mean that's still decent pay for an MMA fighter but be the UFC heavyweight champ on a show that's bringing in you know 30 40 million dollars and the headline gets you know less than a million then I, I can see how that would upset people <laughs> so i think that he's being vocal about that and he's in a unique position that most guys don't complain about that or that do complain about it aren't in a position to do much about it right his or, leverage right or they're like a conor mcgregor where conor he's making the 20 million dollars a fight or you know 10 or whatever and so Ah, I'm good now. I'm not worried about anybody else. So, you know, that was so usually when the guys do enter that realm of they're paid. And I guess Francis is in a unique situation where he's in a lot of in the in the driver's seat and he's not being adequately taken care of, especially now watching what the, you know, Logan and, and Jake Paul are, are able to, you know, their opponents are making more money than uh, than than Francis is. Right. It's interesting. Um, I think the next. They haven't really discussed it. They usually kind of, you know, you win the heavyweight championship and they start making your next fight and getting it out there. They've been talking about John Jones. John Jones is basically unbeaten, except for he has one technical loss. Right. Because he, like, elbowed someone on the ground or something. Yeah, I don't even know. He was smashing that guy to begin with, and I think the guy... It was already hurt with one of the takedowns. Like I think he almost dislocated his shoulder. So when they stopped the fight from the illegal down elbow, the guy couldn't continue because of the legal technique that happened to him, mm. not the illegal. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's not his fault either. He's like, hey man, I'm messed up. And if you stop the fight here, it's like, I, no, I can't continue. But he's essentially, you know, he's undefeated in a, in a sport where. Oh, Frank was discussing earlier, everyone gets a few losses. He has no losses. Nope. So, and if he can put on that weight, now, I don't know what John Jones is. I don't think he has to put on too around. much weight, to be you honest. You don't think so? No, he walks around about 230. I honestly think as long as he shows up at 240, he's so physically strong. I trained with him two years uh, for two years down in Albuquerque. And phenomenal strength as far as, you know, uh, the, I always make that type of strength. It's, he's farm boy strong. Uh, you know, one day we were doing like a plyometric workout, and I outweigh him by 40 pounds, and I still jumped significantly higher than he did. We all did. Travis uh, Brown, Andre Olosky. John actually had a horrible vertical. But if he grabs you, or like I tell you, hey, hold, hold on to this pole. Don't let go. That dude, you can't get him off you. Like his static strength just to hold and grip somebody is unbelievable. So for wrestling and for that aspect of MMA, it really pays off. And his fight with Francis, I think that it just, it's, it's you know, Francis has the power to touch anybody and put them lights out, obviously. Um, but John is able to keep up a high pace of fight, which I think that's always counterproductive for Francis because he's just a pure sprinter. So explosive, so ungodly strong, but that comes with a price. His muscular endurance is not that great. So if you watch his first fight with Miocic, uh, the former champ, it was a high-paced first round, and 
Francis then teetered off, but he's so mentally strong, he was able to stay in the fight for four more rounds, but he was physically washed. In their second fight, because uh, he was able to stop the takedown from from uh, Stipe, Stipe, I think, only threw five punches in, in the whole first round, so for five minutes. Francis can fight at that pace all day long. You know, if you're going to throw just a few punches here and there, he's a powerhouse. That's not going to hurt him. It's not going to tax his uh, cardio. Whereas uh, John is so flexible and, and, and so good at kicking, I think he'll be able to keep up a higher pace of fighting at a safe distance. And if Francis jumps in too quickly to land a, a lead hook or a backhand cross, um, John grabs him. And if he, John grabs him, and it's over with. You know what I mean? Like, Francis isn't stopping John's takedowns, you know? The, uh, it's interesting, John Jones, because I always, um, I like studying guys with real thin calves. Because I have <laughs> yeah, he calves. does. His calves, are, calves. No his calves are a little bigger than his ankles. <laughs> and he's super strong, though, and it's weird. Um, you guys don't know my, this about me, but I have that weird leverage strength, mm. and it's a strange thing. It's not to do with muscles or muscle size or anything. It's just about, I think it has to do with balance. Muscle insertions. It, you're using, he uses all of his body. That's the whole thing. And like, he has like a pretty crazy wingspan, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's just a, but, but you, you'll see it's it's kind of a it's it's a it's a weird thing. I I know I always compare it to if you see Daryl Strawberry swing a baseball bat, he just it's his whole or Thomas Hearns throw a right cross. Yeah. It's his whole body is he pivoting. Un- Strawberry uncoils. On he uncoils, <laughs> right? Where you'd see the guys, you know, the sort of the Pete Rose guys with big forearms <laughs> and stuff like that. Is this? Yeah, Steve Garvey's just, it was all their upper body. They didn't have to use, they had strength. Right. So they didn't need to use all of, all parts of the buffalo. But when you see John, he just sees entire body engaged. It, it's, it's so, it's weird. It's like, is he stronger or is he using a bigger percentage of both. his body? You know, John's wrestled for a long time. He's the middle child of two studs <laughs> that were in the NFL. So I think that he's used to, you know, being pushed around by, you know, so it built up his strength at a young age. But uh, what you're speaking to and the reason why sometimes you can see those guys in the gym or girls who just look much stronger than what they should be. I mean, you see somebody, you know, benching 300 pounds, you expect to see, you know, 18-inch arms, and you can see sometimes, I, mean, uh, I just watched a 145-pound woman bench press 300 pounds. Really? Yeah, so like, but it's tendon insertion. Some of it's just, a lot of it is genetic gifts. And I tell people it's like this, if I'm going to grab a broomstick that's dug into the ground, think that's like your bicep. If I hold high up on the stick or far from the, the fulcrum point, my leverage is phenomenal, super strong. If I hold lower, it's like kind of holding a baseball at the very tip. It's heavier. I have less leverage. So it's a lot of things when people look at that, I go, oh, it's your tendon insertions. Certain areas where your muscles and tendons insert on your bones, it varies from person to person, and your tendon assertions are beneficial here for x y or z whatever sport wow. you're involved in wow that's a hell of an analysis yeah. by the way i'm glad i asked about uh, the john <laughs> Jones. Do you, any predictions of when that fight might happen no, I, 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 no no i'm bad at that part i'm great at breaking down fights if you want to watch a fight with me i'll tell you what both guys are thinking <laughs> what's going on what they're about to do why they're doing it what this guy needs to do but you're like hey so-and-so said this about so-and-so i'm like oh, i have no clue <laughs> I'm not a Housewives of MMA guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd watch I, that show. 
Don't go on those boots. Uh, let me tell you about Podium. Everything is on demand these days. Big movie releases at home, curbside pickup for groceries and delivery. And that's why more than 90 thousand local businesses have turned to podium podium makes doing business as easy as sending a text answering questions collecting reviews uh, scheduling appointments or delivery payment collection just send a text a car dealership uh by the way um a dealer just sold a fifty thousand dollar truck and in uh four text messages they got it sold uh, local uh, service professionals, a dentist in New York had a $1 million in overdue collections. He sent everyone a text payment request and collected 700000 of it in only two weeks. It is podium, right, Dawson? Today's customers expect on-demand everything, even from local businesses. Stay ahead of the competition with Podium. They have free plans for growing businesses, plus all the power growing businesses need... Plus, all the power growing businesses need to scale. Get started today for free at podium.com slash Adam. That's podium.com slash Adam. I should mention that the uh, company is BioX Accelerator for the uh, stem cell. How much uh, approximately is it? Uh, you know, you got to get Eric uh, Stapers on here. He'll be able to explain softwares much smarter than I am for the different prices. Uh, just because it just depends from very to very. But I mean, you know, Four or five thousand dollars for a treatment is, is you know, roundabout idea for a single joint to give anybody an idea. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Frank, hang in. We'll do the news right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies. At Geico, Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Give me the news with crack, news with Gino Grad, breaking viral, weird crime protest politics. Give me news with Sheena Grass, stuff they saw on TMZ, Joe Biden, Kamala, big news with Gina, Gina with Gina Grad. Well, this is something we talked about a lot last year and some predictions. Unfortunately, they were correct. COVID caused damage in a lot of ways in 2020. One of them is with drug overdoses. Uh, CBS News reports that 93,000 Americans died of drug ODs last year. That's 21,000 more than the previous high. Experts say that lockdown further isolated people dealing with addiction, mental issues, and coronavirus restrictions made it harder to get treatment. Uh, there's a sociologist, Shannon Monat, at Syracuse University, says there's no evidence that drug use actually increased last year. She says these were the two problems, according to her. The increased presence of fentanyl in the drug supply, not just in opioids, and eviction moratoriums and increased unemployment benefits left addicts with more money to buy drugs. Experts say the proliferation of fentanyl means that overdose deaths probably won't drop this year either. Fentanyl's evil, and uh, I guess it comes in from Mexico, and I guess they set up Chinese labs there, and it's all, it's weird, I don't know. I always feel weird that we're living, you know, when you got hold of me in 1985, you would have been, what is life like in 2021? I'd be like, 
utopia. There's well, a monorail, flying cars, uh, out of problems. <laughs> no, it's just going to be Mexico and mules and fentanyl and uh, people living in shitty apartments yeah, that were built too, in the 30s. People turning is, is not criminals your average drug user that you know that has an addiction problem they're not they themselves you know detrimental to society they're a victim themselves i feel bad for them and then here there's somebody who's a drug addict who has problems is causing strain on their family and they think they're just taking you know something that like they shouldn't be taking but again because it's black market mm-hmm. and now they're, they're they're dying from these choices which again they're not healthy choices but at the same time that's like you know if if randomly people just died from eating a cheeseburger they shouldn't eat you know instantly you know it's like well mm-hmm. uh, you know that's, that's still like you know it's bad i feel yeah. you know but i feel you know, the crime definitely isn't worse the, the, the punishment you know? Yeah, everyone's dying with the fentanyl, and then also much. they're you know they're bootlegging all this right. stuff, and they're 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 branding it, and you can't tell what's the real pills yeah. from the fake pills. That's what happened to the one guy. He gave uh, <laughs> he gave his daughter. She had like a headache. He gave her one of these pain pills that he thought was a regular that he had bought a script from somebody type thing. You know, okay, right. well this came from a pharmacy. I'm just someone sold me their script, mm-hmm. and they were actually bootleg Ugh. pain pills, and so it killed his daughter. Jesus. Yeah, you imagine you have to live with that the rest of your life. <laughs> also, just. You know, it's just a weird. I always think about people who are in the business. Like, what do you do? I make bootleg pharmaceuticals. I have a lab in Mexico. Like, it's just like I don't know. You wonder, like, where's the humanity right. in it? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying everyone should be Mother Teresa, but like at a certain do no point, harm. You just kind of go like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, yes. And a few years ago in Kansas City, and my my mom knew this story very well. I I had only heard of it recently from a podcast that there was a pharmacist at this you know right next to the hospital in Kansas City, and for whatever reason, I think it ended up obviously being money related, was giving uh, chemo to cancer patients only a third full and the rest with like water in it or something. And they couldn't figure out why none of these cancer patients were having side effects. And they thought it was a miracle. They they stumbled upon this new, you know, chemo mixture that doesn't give you side effects. Well they weren't getting treatment. They all died. I mean stepping on it. Was he reselling it? I I, I'm I'm in the middle of the podcast. But it was it was money related. He was getting money, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, I'd like to make a dollar like the next guy, but if I, the idea that I'm yeah. directly causing yeah. misery and death. To cancer patients. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, like, hey, I like my kids in private school too, but at a certain point, I got to go to sleep at Just night. Exactly. <laughs> Just scam your insurance company. Have some dignity. Right. I, iTunes, you know, they have the categories, got like, you know, comedy mm-hmm. and uh, scripted and mm-hmm. whatever. They should just have one called Freaking Out the Bitches. <laughs> they it do. All, it's called True Crime. It'd all be true crime <laughs> and this guy's cancer treatment. My mom's undergoing chemo treatment. Oh, oh my better, God. You better go with her next time. <laughs> you better sniff that shit. You better taste that shit. <laughs> like a good fella. It's on his tongue. That's right. We yeah. all know that that's what it's called. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jussie Smollett, we haven't heard that name in a no. while, maintained his innocence on his way to court Wednesday, yesterday as you hear this, in Chicago, where he faces renewed charges over the alleged 2019 hate crime incident. Smollett told Fox that was News. only 2019. I know. Shit, that he's that innocent. Was like 10 years ago. While no. entering. Well, 2020 was like 57 months long. Uh, Referring to the proceedings as a dog and pony show, uh, he was charged again with six counts of felony misconduct for allegedly lying to police about a racist homophobic attack he claims was perpetrated against him. He arrived in court. Uh, Judge is going to hear both sides, probably hear something by tomorrow. I'm sure Mark has thoughts. 
I should. I, I I'm going to talk to him later today. That'd be great. I should ask him about that. Also, as far as the homophobic now, attacks, I know those, those guys walk a little differently, but how can we really tell that mm-hmm. it's a homophobic attack? You know what I mean? Like the racist attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, are we black, talking about the gay vest again? That's a black guy. Well, we need to. <laughs> this, is what I'm, this is what I'm working toward. We need a gay vest. Right. I'm saying. Uh, so glad you weren't here for that part. It was Frank. a racist, homophobic attack. Right. But you, you just. It's a racist attack. Right. I mean, if it is, well, it's a hoax. But the point is, is you don't. Right. You wouldn't know, know if a guy was gay. That's true. I can tell. Maybe but most folks beanie, they, they figured out the way he was yelling. Like, oh, bonus. I got a hate crime on top of my racial crime. Uh, we're living in a good time when there's more racial hoaxes than there are yeah. actual racial crimes. That's good so. news. Good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we record this, I mean, it's it's quitting time in Chicago, so they have to know something by now, I would think. Yeah. Uh, the Tokyo Olympics will look different in a lot of ways, not just no spectators, which we already knew. The International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach said there will be no handshaking and there will be no hugs. Bach also added that the medals you win, you have to put around your own neck. What? So no pomp, no oh. circumstance, no fanfare. Athletes, media and sponsors are the only foreigners allowed at the games. And again, I guess they just, you know, hand you the medal on the end of a broomstick. You know, I think that's a part that frustrates a lot of people that are critical thinkers. They're like, okay, that just doesn't follow. It makes no sense. You know how many times I'm tired? Because my daughter just won nationals for wrestling, right? She's the first national champion from uh, uh, Nevada. And after every match, after these girls wrestle with each other, and they announce the winner, normally after a wrestling match, you shake hands, and the winner gets their hand raised. Now they don't shake hands. They were now, just rubbing up against each other. I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, Breathing like, in each other's yeah, Exactly. The look on your guys' face is how I was. I was like, wait a minute. So they can't shake hands? No. Don't shake hands. The referee just points to which one they raise their hand. I don't know if you've been watching the last four or five minutes. <laughs> but, that sweat is now uh, part of- Shaking hands is probably the least right. you know, physical contact they've had in this whole you know, you know, six-minute match. You yeah. Know? Yeah, well, this is obviously the part that gets maddening is, you know, yeah, I think you hear certain things. Like you go, well, if everyone's in church and they're all singing out loud and they're packed into mm-hmm. this area and there's not proper ventilation and everyone's raising their voice to, for the Lord, you go, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see breaking that up. But uh, walking on the beach, and th- this is the thing, I just, I just was at the beach and they re, I actually sent you a picture, I think, uh, Max Zapata, this. They put the police tape back around the fucking jungle gym that's out in the middle of the sand at the beach club. Again? Yes. Outdoor sunshine and, you know, exercises. Gonna kill us all. That's it. It's, 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 uh, see what I mean about consistency? This is why I hate everyone. (laughs) Just fucking be consistent, you retards. I agree. It's like, oh, there's a Delta variant, and someone just tells them, go put the police tape around them. I mean, of course, seven year olds playing outdoors in in the ocean, in front of the ocean, on the sand would be about the healthiest thing you could do. Instead, it's like, go back home and shut the door of your apartment. down. But even with the things like the coffee shop. You close down a coffee shop that's a mom and pop because they have like maybe, what, 30, 40 people go through there in the morning. But yet I can walk, you know, 500 people an hour walking into Costco. I'm like, wait a minute. So is this a bad thing that we're all hanging out? Like, like what's going yeah. on here? Like, it's just, a fuzzy math. Yeah. I'm like, well, why is this guy screwed and this guy's not? I'm like, it's people in numbers. Well, there's a greater amount of numbers on this direction. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but that's okay there. I'm all... I guess, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. You need to get a little, they need to get a little more consistent. 
Uh, but again, they fucked everything 10 ways to Sunday. It's like after you get your vaccination, dignitaries, leaders, president, take your fucking mask off. You want yeah. people to get vaccinated? Don't walk around outdoors with your mask elbow bumping right. other dignitaries when you've all been vaccinated, uh, or, or you or fucking idiots. Or being on a Zoom call. <laughs> or Zoom calls with your fucking mask. Kamala, Kamala Harris was kissing her masked vaccinated husband on a tarmac through a mask. A month and a half ago. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, like, something like that right there. I'm like, so you're telling me that you guys, like, that's, like, what are you doing at home? Yeah, that's like, as far no as it goes. right? Like, so, like, you know, I'm like, well, hold on a second. So you got to wear a mask to kiss him. You're being, you're, you're social distance from your, 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 your spouse. You share the one that you're probably them. banging tonight, right? Yeah, like, hopefully. I mean, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> All goes well. With a strap on. I know those two. <laughs> I can sense it. <laughs> The point is, <laughs> the point is this: like her thing is like the reason I'm kissing my husband through a surgical mask on a tarmac after we've both been vaccinated is because I'm sending a message. But the message is, is you're lying, fucking retard. Yeah, it's a dumb message. And it's a dumb message. And I don't know who it appeals to. Dumb people. Like you want people to get vaccinated. Tell them they can get vaccinated, and then they can go on Here's Air Force reward. Two and make out on the tarmac. Show us what it looks like after you get vaccinated. Right. And it's then then. I, again, it's that all this thing is sort of like, well, we're putting the tape around this or we're not letting the guy kayak in the bay alone because it's a message. But, but what is this message? That's that's the yeah. whole thing. And don't you don't govern that way. Do things that make sense. Don't worry about sending all the, the messages. Well, who, what level are they aiming at? Like, okay, who has to see that message to figure out that that's not dumb? Right. You know, like, so who are we pandering towards here in that situation? Like, I'm not a child. I feel almost it's kind of like, you know, I got to be home at 10. So you tell your, you know, well, no, at 930 because mm-hmm. right. you're assuming I'm going to screw up and be late by a certain amount of time. Well, I mean. Like, but who are you in the government to go ahead and make those judgment calls for me that you assume that I'm an idiot and that I have to be lied to because, okay, well, this isn't what's best for you, but, but because we know you're going to screw this up, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and over-exaggerate certain aspects of this. You know, oh, like, my well, no, God. No, just tell me how it is, man. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. We've, I doubt we've learned a lesson, but... All right, let's do one more, Gina Grant. All right. Uh, city officials in Burnsville, Minnesota, would love people to stop putting their goldfish in the lake, and there are big oh, yeah. reasons why. These pet goldfish, and we have pictures, are becoming these giant, like, no that way. is a goldfish in a yeah. little goldfish bowl. They're becoming these they giant get that monsters. Big? There's no way. Yes. Oh, heard yeah. the, you've yes. heard the thing, the goldfish grows to the size of the wall. Exactly. The that is a goldfish we're looking at. No How way. many pounds would you say that is? A couple of pounds. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a nice sized trout, yeah. but it's bizarre because it looks like a goldfish. Yes. I'm not wondering what they taste like. <laughs> <laughs> You're a goldfish. During a water quality survey of this lake, Keller Lake, earlier this month, the Associated Press reports that 10 goldfish were discovered. On Monday, Day, an additional 18 were found. Some were 18 inches long, weighed four pounds. The city's official uh, Twitter account said, please don't release your pet goldfish into ponds and lakes. They grow bigger than you think and contribute to poor water quality, mucking up the bottom sediments and uprooting plants. They're um, Don't monstrous. you flush them down the toilet when you're done with them? Or you is that just when they die? That's when they die. But this is you, the humane thing to do. But if you flush them, are they still going to end up in the, they're, they're end up in the bay? That's a good point. Yeah. In a filter somewhere? Probably. In Minnesota. I don't know. I kind of like the fella that goes, I'm going to liberate my goldfish. <laughs> like, my daughter went off to college. Yeah. Mr. Guppy's not gone with right. her. Go be I'm free. tired of feeding him. Had enough of the shit. Going oh. down to the lake. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a lot of investment in time because personally, I, I'd have been like, right, I'm flushing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for you to get in your car and drive yeah. it all the way to the lake, uh, you know, you, you're, you're a pretty humane human being, I guess. Try, I mean, it's sad that it works out not in the benefit, but you're trying to. But the intention's there. Yeah, it's burning yeah. a lot of Effort. calories. Your heart was in the right place. I think your heart was in the right place. And you just thought the thing would be eaten by carp by this afternoon. I you didn't know think, it was going uh, yeah, to grow to five pounds. Invasive species, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Minnesota, they'll end up 10,000 lakes. They couldn't find a smaller lake to put it in? Yeah. Or, now that we know this is how they roll, uh, um, koi are pretty expensive. Yeah. Yes. You spend a lot of money on a koi. Yes. Why not get a goldfish pond going? That's smart. Save yourself yeah. some bucks. That is genius. Yeah, those things are crazy expensive, right? I mean, you could... Uh, mm-hmm. And they look exactly like 15, the same. 15, 20 grand on a koi fish. I'm like, yeah. right, wait, say that again? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that fish right there is $25,000. I'm like, it's a fish. Yeah, this you get for free at the yeah. county uh, fair. comes in a baggie. Yeah. You bring it home. You stock your koi pond with it. You just need a big enough tank. It's almost yeah. indistinguishable. Yeah. yeah. It's the same it's, color. Yeah, they're the same color. Yeah. yeah. Poor man's That's why at first, when you first pulled it up, I'm like, okay, it's a hoax. No. There has to be some version of a koi fish <laughs> or something. There's no way that goldfish get that big. Also, my four pound life, the reality show for a goldfish. Yeah. In America, even our goldfish are fat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a good note to go out on, Gina Grad. You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. I beat her with a boot. Gina, Gina That was the news with Gina Grad. Today's show brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. And uh, the professional parts people help you find the exact battery for your vehicle. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or you can visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com. <clears throat> going to be in uh, doing shows in uh, Raleigh, I should say, uh, North Carolina, coming up uh, this weekend. You go to AmCurl.com. Still a couple of tickets left. Uh, they're going fast. You go to AmCurl.com for all live shows. I'm going everywhere and doing live shows. Uh, I should say for Frank, you can check out the CBD brand, American Shaman, and, uh, of course, uh, Bio Accelerator as well. And uh, go to his website, frankmir, it's M-I-R dot com. Frank, fun, man. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. Thanks. Great conversation. I completely concur. And until next time, Dan Crow for Vinny Tortorich, Frank Mir, Gina Grandball, Brian, say it. Mahalo. The first nut is the best nut. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow Ace on Twitter at Adam Carolla. You can leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. Check out Gina Grad on the podcast, Easy Listening. Paul Bryan on the podcast, The Film Vault. The rest of us on the podcast, The Water Cooler. And get your tickets to see The Ace Man. Everything you need is up at adamcarolla.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com.